Hello, welcome to Chapter 3 Podcast, the show for readers of science fiction, fantasy, and romance. This is Season 2, Episode 22. And today, we're going to be discussing the recent historical romance film, Mr. Malcolm's List, which I think has been getting less attention than it deserves, perhaps. Uh, I don't disagree with you. You would think with the Bridgerton fans, we would have a bigger interest in it. Honestly. And so we, we went to see it. I will say... You know, it was from a smaller studio, so I know it was a mm-hmm. limited release, but it, I loved it. I really honestly. liked it. I it really so liked it. I was very surprised. Me too. It took me a little while to get into at the beginning, I feel like, but it like served everything I wanted from these two relationships. Mm-hmm. And it was so good. It was so good. It was so cute. It was so romantic. And like the casting choices were so interesting, but Mm -hmm. I think worked really well. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was visually beautiful. Very appealing. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Bridgerton. It's like, it's very visually appealing. Yes. I feel like they took Bridgerton and said, we're going to make a movie off a historical and we're going to like deliver the same feelings. Yeah. And I think personal, I mean, I think it really worked. So we should talk about, so like for people who haven't seen it, what is Mr. Malcolm's List? It is based on a book. I haven't read the it book. It is. That's why I was like, let me pull up the book summary. Because um, here's the thing I noticed, because immediately after I was like, oh, I should read the book. Apparently I should not read the book and I should just love the movie. Because absolutely <laughs> no one I know likes the book. <laughs> That's what I saw too. 3.26 on Goodreads, y'all. Like, that's oh, not good. Man. No, but like they the movie they made based on it is is gorgeous. So it's I I mean the premise is is gold. I mean, for for like a, a historical. It is comic. like yeah, I mean it's Mr. Darcy, right? Right. Like, but he's, Darcy. he's you know, he's snubbed a a, a woman, a high a high high well-bred woman. Because and she comes to find out that he has this list of attributes that have to be met for a spouse, and she decides I'm going to give him a taste of his own medicine and mm-hmm. get my friend to sort of who I think fits a lot of these things to sort yep. of pretend to be everything he wants and then break his well, heart. And, and see how her he friend likes it. Selena is literally like a vicar's daughter that they went to right. boarding school together, like yeah. to the ladies finishing school together, and. She's like not nicely entertained with this friend's letters, I would say. Uh, Julia is not the nicest, most likable character. No. <laughs> like, because when the, like, I don't know about you, but that was like, I was like, is she, she, I was like, she can't be the love interest. Because I didn't really pay attention to anything about the book, like, or anything yeah. beforehand. I just saw yeah. like a couple of my friends saw it and liked it. And I was like, oh, we should do a podcast episode on <laughs> <laughs> this is perfectly up Bethany and I's alley for a movie. Yeah, no, it totally was. It was a great idea. I'm glad. Uh, I but yeah, like she's like a vicar's daughter, which is like always the funnest when it's like, I'm not supposed to be in society. I don't know how to be in society. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and you know, like, the oh. fact that that like barely any of it she had to fake. Mm-hmm. Like she just genuinely was most of the things he was looking for. <laughs> it was really cute. It was. And I also actually really liked the fact that the friend, you know, ended up with somebody who also really saw her for who she was and loved yes. her for it. Yes. Agreed. That made me happy. She yeah. she redeemed herself by the end of her unlikability, I feel like. Yeah. A little bit. 
yeah she made some some poor choices along the way but <laughs> she really did yeah she reminded me a little bit of emma i've never read but emma. like a like if from jane austen mm-hmm. like from the jane austen okay yeah, I've never so read it, but I know loosely. Okay. okay. So for people who are more familiar, she she's the kind of character who reminds me more of of Emma, mm-hmm. except a little more a little more extreme. Yeah. I can I mean I can see that from like the Emma movies. Yes. Yeah. That's my frame of reference on Jane Austen at this point in my life because I've just given up reading them. <laughs> You're missing out, Izzy. You're missing out. They're so good. Maybe we'll do, maybe we'll do a podcast episode where I have to read one. We'll see. Oh, that would be I'm sure fun. they're great. I just, you know, when you can, the problem is I always try to read Pride and Prejudice and I've consumed so much media based on that one that I think I can't read it now. Okay. You know what we should do? I think this would be fun. Maybe we could do this for an episode. I, and I actually recently reread it. We should do Northanger Abbey. It's short. It's funny. It's satirical. It reads kind of like a YA novel. Okay. I'm down. I think you. I think you'd be into it. Also, I desperately, desperately want to see a good remake or like retelling of Northanger Abbey because it is like, uh, like there's so much opportunity for comedy in the story. Wasn't it's it basically a send up of gothics. It's okay. a send up of like the gothic romance. It's about a, a young woman who is obsessed with reading gothic novels and mm-hmm. she kind of gets herself into trouble because she makes some really bad assumptions about people that she shouldn't make. I love this idea. This sounds great. This sounds great. That, I mean, like I said, I think the problem is I always try Pride and Prejudice and I love, I love all the adaptations, but I have consumed right. so much that I'm like, I know the story. Right. Well, and that one's a little bit, I mean, I think there's a lot of value to the book, but I feel like as a place to start, given that like maybe something else would be better but yeah Northanger Abbey is a I think underappreciated it's lighter than and less dense than most of her later books it was her first novel so anyway not that this is about Jane Austen it's similar vibes it's all in the same historical realm and I just Um, really enjoy it I think it was so interesting how the list played out. Like, some of his requirements were a little much. Yes. I feel like, like, who's really going to know about the weird political oh, thing? Oh, like, let me ask you about the corn laws. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's really the corn laws. Funny. Oh, my god! I, I was just no. like, oh, man, I can just imagine. Mm-hmm. This is he's the equivalent of the guy in the modern day that takes you on a date and wants to explain crypto to you, I think. Yes. <laughs> like it's so bad. But I truly Well, but not even wants to way. explain it to you, but like needs you to know about it already yeah. enough to have a good mm-hmm. conversation about it. Yeah, like a hundred percent. Like it's a both. Like he's open to explaining it to you, but you also have to pick it up really quickly. Yeah. And be ready to like dive in. And yep. just be like, or this is why, like, NFTs, like, it would just be right. one of those <laughs> that yeah. you're like, yep. Lord save me. Yeah. Well, and it's in, what, what I like about the movie is that you have people with such different personalities who have, like, positives, but also major mm-hmm. blind spots. And mm-hmm. the people that work for them just work. And I love that, that, like, flawed people have matches, yes. you know, have people that are good fits for them. I just think it's beautiful. I, like, and I like. I cried. So I cried. I was okay. Listen, I was the. I went. 
I literally cried at the end of the movie. I was like, tears running down my face. Oh my gosh. I never, I never cried. Well, okay. And I was the only person in the theater. So I probably felt more like, because I went to see it at like 10 in the morning. Yeah. Literally the only person in the theater. So at the end, I I was was one of like 10 people. Okay. There was one couple, me, one lady by herself. Um, and then like three older women in the front mm-hmm. row having their like movie date on a Monday after. I love it. I was literally like, oh, it's going to be just me. And then I was like, nope. <laughs> and they were really cute. They were like chatting before and after. And it was just really fun. They were oh. talking about all the actors and stuff that they didn't recognize. Like that they'd never seen in this, which was fun. I like that too. This was like all new people that I don't think I've seen in anything. Yeah. Well, and... it's from more of like an indie studio. Yeah. Which is nice, well, though. Like, I I love to get to see new people on screen and be like, oh, you did really good. Yeah. Well, and the diversity in the casting is really cool. And I don't know details, but I saw in passing that there was also quite a bit of diversity behind the screen as well in terms of who was mm-hmm. making the film. It was directed by a woman, which is great. And I, I, I don't know if they did colorblind casting. It possibly... Uh, yeah, I just think it's like such an interesting. I, mean, I don't think the casting is reflected in the book, like in any way. No, it definitely doesn't look that way. But I love it. Not I think really I thought it was just like a beautiful, and it felt like such like a choice. like a a love song to like all the other great historicals that we get have gotten in the past. You know, every yeah. movie and all that. Where I was yes. just like, this is so cute and sweet. Yeah. So, who was your favorite character? Oh my gosh. Who was my favorite character? <sighs> I don't know. I, more than having a specific favorite character, I really just enjoyed the relationships. I liked seeing mm-hmm. what people brought out in each other. So yeah. I, re- I really liked seeing the relationship between Selena and Julia, how they were mm-hmm. so different and yet had this friendship that wasn't perfect. But I liked seeing kind of how they interacted with each other. I liked seeing both of the different romances and Mm -hmm. so I guess that's the thing is like for me maybe more than having a specific favorite character I really enjoyed seeing the interaction because we had such different personalities you know like kind of on the screen interacting with each other and I think I think that was that was just fun yeah Um, yeah. I I do think the what's his name the officer guy Um, yeah that's the name I can't I'm like I got everybody else. Captain Henry Ossery. Yeah. Oh, Theo James played him. He's been in stuff. Wait, that was him. Yeah. I did not realize like, that was him. Yeah, he was in like the Divergent movies and stuff. Like, yeah, I know. Like, I just did not realize that was him at all. I didn't either. I feel like I usually recognize him because of the Divergent stuff. That's. So interesting. Yeah, he must have been kind of their like big name person. I think so. Brought on. Yeah, no, but I really liked him. I liked the captain. I thought he was mm-hmm. hilarious and he was such a good foil for, for everyone. And the and the brother. I really liked Cassidy. 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 Oh, the um uh, the cousin. Mm, oh, the cousin, yes. He's the cousin. I think he was my favorite. He's, Honestly, he's I think there. He's like, "What's that. up? I'm yeah. here." 
And he's like, this is, this is, this is really silly. And he was just getting like, I just love how he's like, over. Julia, I don't think this is a good idea. And she's like, I don't care. We're doing it. And he's like, fine, we're doing it. I'm along for the ride. Let's go. Okay. All right. Fine. Yeah. He was, he was hilarious. I, yeah, he, he arguably could have been my favorite character. Just he was so funny. funny. Yeah. He was so funny. I low-key wanted at the end credits him like having a gay love interest or something as like a little, yeah, little mini you know what I mean? I like I kind that. of wanted like something. Mm, that would have been fun. Like that idea. Yeah. He was just so and like the, when they're at the party and he's in the dress, he's in the toga and he's like, it's not a dress, but I understand why you like dress. Yeah. I was like, oh, accuracy. <laughs> We must deny that this is not a dress because it's right. a toga, but it's basically a dress. But it's basically a dress. <laughs> I was just like, this is this is so accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but it was fun. It followed so many of the beats that we do like from historicals. There's a house mm-hmm. party. There's a masquerade. There's like, you know, I don't. I just, I really, I really enjoyed all of it. I did too. And I, I liked uh, the fact too that you know everybody had to learn some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was actually like it's very. I always love when we get a cast of characters in a book and a movie, and everyone has to learn things. Like that's mm-hmm. always fun. And this this like did that so well because they all learned different things. Yeah, Mr. Malcolm learned his list was a bad. Thing. <laughs> well, I mean, I think he learned that he was too, and that he was. Well, I think. Too- I, well, I think what was interesting, right, is that we kind of learned that that the list is a, a crutch for him that yeah. like ultimately it's not really even about the things on the list. It's about his fear of intimacy. Yeah. It's his way of protecting himself from it. And that right. was so interesting, especially with um, the ending and that his mom being the one that set things up and he didn't yes. even think to think it was his mom. And then yep. he realizes, you know, he messed up. And we have this beautiful ending, of course, where she chases uh, her down. Like chasing this her point. down on the horse. I was like, it oh was so God. good. Well, I was just like, uh, this is every romance book, like historical, yeah. like the, the run, the scene of them like running down mm-hmm. the person. Cause I was just like, this is it. This is this. I was like, I am very yeah. happy with this movie. I have spent a great $8. I'm very happy. Oh my gosh. It was And beautiful. I was like, I, I left it and was like texting my friends, like, go watch this. You need to see it. I don't care when it drops streaming, wherever. Like, you need to make a point it's to see so it because you're going to love it. Well, and I think, honestly, for me, too, because I, you know, like, representation is such a thing I care about. Mm-hmm. Like, probably half, like, half of me was crying because I thought the love story was beautiful. And half of it because I was like, just think about the people who are, like, getting to, like, see this representation of this beautiful historical romance on screen. You know, like, I just, it's, like, it's people who don't look like what you usually get, even though they mm-hmm. lived at that time as well and were, you know, and I just, I don't know. I kind of love. I, I loved how much representation was in this movie. So much. It was wild. At times I was, like, holy crap. Because, like, <laughs> And, and I, I, I mean, we know people, people are people, but like after seeing how some people reacted to like Bridgerton castings, right? Yeah. And things, it's like they just did it in this movie and it was like no big deal. I mean, I think it helps these books aren't like this book isn't like beloved necessarily. Right. right. Uh, so there weren't as many people to be upset about it. But it just I think like people are just there. getting more used to it. I think Bridgerton sort of in some ways paved the way for other 
books and films to do similar things where, you know, people don't just expect to only ever see white faces on screen in historicals mm-hmm. anymore, which I think is a positive thing because, yeah. you know, it's it, honestly like it's not even historically accurate. Like we we know that there were people of color living and people in the aristocracy, like one yeah. of the 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 royal family like the queens had a ward mm-hmm. who was a, an african young woman and like mm-hmm. the, we have there are paintings of her so i mean like it's just the, the the whitewashing of history is sort of what we've become accustomed to but that's not even what it is and even like reading you know the bronte sisters reading jane austen like if you read between the lines like it's not said in the same language we would today but like there are people of color that appear <laughs> In, in it's classroom. shocking that this is like a thing that people can't handle but right i mean it's not shocking but it you know what i mean they're you're just like what is wrong with you right yeah i well i also thought it was interesting towards the end that we got it, you know it didn't go into a lot of depth but mr malcolm sa- said something at one point that was your reuben so like we learn a little bit about the fact that like they're you know have moved there from Africa so like Mm -hmm. there's I don't know it's just there's a lot of interesting things being explored there is I'm so curious who who was behind the scenes on the movie because I do know Mm -hmm. and I probably could look it up and find it but like I know the the director was a woman um a white woman it was like it seems female the writer was was a woman I don't know where you go to find the rest of the. Hold on, I'll cast and crew on uh, cast and crew. The author helped adapt it to the screenplay. It looks like. Oh wow, that's great. Well, and it's such a short book. I was kind of surprised when I looked that the book was like under three hundred pages. Yeah, it's. I mean, the, what's interesting looking at it is that like the majority of the producers are are women. Mm-hmm. I'm looking too because now I'm curious, like how many. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of women. A lot of women, yeah. Which honestly, I think you can kind of tell that it was filmed by women because it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like it. It has that that feel. The the female gaze is very present in this movie. Yes, I would say in a way that is just delightful. Mm-hmm. I don't, I guess what I wonder is, oh, that's interesting. So one of the actresses, the one who played Selena, mm-hmm. is, was also a producer. Hmm. I mean, you know, I can kind of see it. I feel like that happens a lot. I also just saw that apparently the Outlander guy was supposed to be in it, but he had to drop out due to scheduling conflicts. Interesting. So I was like, huh, that huh. is interesting. It's well rated on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Which is surprising. It's not well rated on um IMDb. The uh the casting director also cast all the boys I've loved before. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. It's apparently coming to streaming July twenty-first. Awesome. So everybody should Oh well, you know what? That works out perfectly because it'll be available on streaming before this goes up. As I was thinking, I was like, wait, won't this be up? That's perfect. After? Yeah. So, um, no, that's great. So everybody can, everyone can go see it. Yeah. I just, I really liked it. I think it's such a good, such a good film. And, I, you know, it's interesting to see 
something like this coming out. I hope we get more of this. I know Same. it's not a huge film, but it seems to be getting a lot of critical acclaim. The attention I mean, it's getting. So far, everyone movie. I know that's watched it liked it. So, and that's a lot of romance. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, and like looking at IMDb, and I'm, I'm not surprised when people are just like, oh, it's just another, and it's like, no, it's not just another Jane Austen, whatever they want to, no. it's always Jane Austen they compare it to, right? But I'm like, there's more yeah. to it than that. There's more to that genre than Jane Austen if we're yeah. going to go that old school. Um, but like, no, just, I mean, honestly, this was one of the best, most satisfying historical romance films I've seen in a while. Mm -hmm. I'm and literally excited to rewatch it. And I don't rewatch things. Like, I, I know, I don't rewatch very either. much either. We don't no. rewatch a lot. So, like, I was like, I'm so excited for this to hit streaming. I'm going to rewatch it. It was so good. Well, and you know what? The other thing that I loved actually and would also rewatch this year that was also um, the movie was the, the Lost City. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I've watched that. I love Sandra Bullock. City. I yes. loved that too. It was we so should good. Have an episode on that too. Oh, that, yeah, <laughs> that would be a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but I just I feel like you know we've gotten a couple of really good romance. Yeah, that's two romance movies this year. I feel like that's a that's more than normal. Yeah, well, and like faking, faking us out with like people dying at the end or are dead in the oh whole movie. Gosh. I feel like right. Well, so the interesting comparison is I so I saw a tweet and I wanted to bring this up in this mm -hmm. episode. Uh, I saw a tweet saying that somebody felt like it's unfortunate that Mr. Malcolm's list is getting less attention. They feel like it's been overshadowed by the new Persuasion adaptation on Netflix, which I have not seen yet. I don't honestly I don't want to see it based on I I'm laughing. It? No. All I have seen is people roasting. <laughs> and it's like apparently oh she, they do the like I don't know if it's true or not, but there's a lot of like modern references. Yes. Yes. I need to go watch Alexa Dunn's well, and also she's your reaction to Oh my gosh. I'll have to see it. Well, and I know also like like that she is sort of like drinking wine all the time and she's not at all I saw somebody who enjoyed it saying, listen, I enjoyed it, but in my head, it's persuasion-ish. <laughs> okay. not. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. And I also remember before it came out, I saw a tweet and I was like, yes, that nailed it. They were like, you just can't help it. Dakota Johnson's face looks like she knows what an iPhone is. <laughs> yeah, no, that's such a thing though, right? Like, yeah. you can't cast somebody in a historical that looks like they know what an iPhone is. Yes. It just, even, it's not immersive. Even in the diverse castings for Bridgerton and stuff, and, and it's some of it's how they style them, too. I'm not going to say, like, it's just face shape, but, like, her hair and persuasion looks off to me. Everything just doesn't look quite right. No. Yeah. To me. I'm not watching. I'm not touching <laughs> it with 10 football. I will watch everyone's reactions on TikTok to it, though, roasting it, because it... I just goal. feel like it's gonna make me sad because I do like persuasion and I like I feel like it's ruining the things that I like about persuasion and I respect the fact that people can like it for what it is I just don't mm -hmm. think I can do that well maybe you need to watch it and then tell me beat for beat all about what's wrong with it oh my <laughs> god I like the, I also saw there's been headlines 
saying like, well, can any adaptation survive the Jane Austen police? And I'm like, oh my God, like really? That's not, that's not, that's the not thing. it. That's not but the also, problem. Again, we have really good adaptations already. We do. So if you want to do better, you got to really do better. Like if you want to do a modern persuasion, just do a modern persuasion. You know, don't. Yeah, then everyone will yell at you because it's not set in the right time period. I feel like. No, but Somehow. you can do you can do modern I adaptations. Know. I mean, like Clueless is an ad. Well, I it's know. not. There's there's like a lot of things that are adaptations. No, though. you can. I'm just saying, like, I just imagine that then the headlines are you can't do modern adaptations. Oh <laughs> yell that. I guess yeah, I just I feel like I'm like if you wanted to do a modern take on persuasion, which is clearly what they wanted to do. Like, you know what this feels like to me? This feels like the writers were like, we want to do a modern persuasion, but we also want to capitalize on Bridgerton. So let's do a modern version in period clothes. <laughs> I think that's what they did, basically. Honestly. I don't disagree. Like, because I feel like they didn't get the bit of Bridgerton that is still period. whatever accurate it is. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. As far as it's the got the right vibe. And- like, it feels semi-immersively I just, believable i don't dislike dakota johnson by any means but i just cannot see her being cast in a jane austen thing no all i see her now is one. as anna Steele. <laughs> so uh unfortunate for her she's forever 50 shades in my head i have never seen any of the 50 shades movies and that is still how i feel i've seen the oh. the, the the trailers <laughs> Oh, I feel like I need to make you watch these. No, I do not want to see them. I never read They're the so fun. I want, They're no. so fun. Oh, my God. They're so fun, Bethany. Oh. They're so I feel like, funny. Oh, my gosh. I, like, I have read I'm going to go infiltrate your Patreon and immediately campaign for this. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Get out. Oh my gosh. I like I've read detailed descriptions of the books and mm-hmm. they sound like my worst nightmare. Um Oh, they are. You should not read the books. I do not want to read the books. But, but I mean, I I for anybody listening, if you love the 50 shade like I fully respect that. I have like questionable things that I enjoy totally fine. Mm-hmm. It however Sounds like it would hit a lot of the things that really irritate me, and it, uh-huh, would, it would. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, so. it would. <laughs> Did you watch the three sixty five movie? No, no. It's also sounding terrible. Torture? Oh my god, no! I feel like I need to torture you with one of these at some point. I can't. Three sixty five. I was like, I can't. That one. I was like, I couldn't. I, I no. <laughs> That was like a hard no. <laughs> I read something. I don't it. think I'm so mean to you because I'm sitting here like, hmm, I'm going to make you watch one of these. Oh, God. Uh, I'm sure it would get views. I could do like li- a live reaction to uh, Fifty Shades. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? Do We're doing it. We're going to make this happen. No. Oh. It's just going to be me clapping and giggling the whole time and you just being like, no. This is going to be terrible. <laughs> like, this is going to be you going, no, and me cackling. Because I just, like, they just crack me up. They're so goofy. Oh it's like the old Twilight just... movies. Like, they crack me up. 
Yeah. Do I, I think well, quality cinema? No, but I do love like to throw them on. And right. Just, like, I mean, because I've seen the trailers and I've seen clips and I'm like, this looks so absurd. It's so good. To, no, the best part about Fifty Shades, though, is you watch it knowing that they hated each other. The actor and actress, like Dakota and whatever his name is, hated yeah. each other. And I think it's hilarious <laughs> to have to watch them act like they don't hate each other. Oh my gosh. Ooh. We don't get a lot of good romance movies. We just get like weird adaptations like 365, which like yeah. I enjoyed for what it was, but like it is very much in my realm of romance that I read and it felt like one of those on screen. And not like not necessarily good or quality, but like it was funny. It's yeah, but it's like the kind of stuff I would not read. <laughs> no, I know. No, no, no. I'm not reading the book. I did not read 365. <laughs> Uh, I terrible. got an arc of it and I was like, I don't think I'm gonna read this. No, that's too much. I thought I was, and I didn't. I was like, I don't, I don't know if I can. Mm-mm. It's also very long, and I was like, no. Mm-mm. I have a limit for how long I'll spend with bad things. Yeah, that's fair. That's usually a movie. <laughs> yeah. I will watch a bad movie of a thing. I will not read the book of the thing. Oh my gosh. I can't like, I don't know. Like there's some things I just can't do even with movies. I actually like probably have worse responses to sometimes to movies than books. Like there are things I can read in books that I can't watch on, on screen. Mm-hmm. I get but. that. I mean, I listen, I don't, I don't watch horror on screen, but I read it with my eyeballs. So yeah, I understand. Yeah. We're going in so many random directions. Like, we are. what am I going to title this episode? <laughs> I don't. I just had a thought. I was like, we went full circle. Uh, back to Mr. Malcolm's list and historical persuasion. adaptations of persuasion. Yeah. Uh, let's wrap it back around. Everyone needs to tell us, tell me that Bethany needs to watch Fifty Shades so we can do a video about it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, just for the torture alone. Oh, Lord have mercy. I don't know. I'm, I might, I might, uh, if I can, if I can, <laughs> if I can find a way to turn it into like decent views, I might be persuaded. <laughs> I think we can do that. We might be able to do that. I'd have to, I'd have to like figure out how. Yeah, I know. That's the hard part. Uh, but back to this, I just was so surprised. I think at the end of the day too, like I got, I didn't, I remember when this book, do you remember when this book came out at all or no? When Mr. Malcolm's list dropped? No. Okay. I didn't either. Like, I think I briefly saw the cover and I was like, no. <laughs> no, thank you. It was like a weird illustrated cover. And yeah. then I left the movie and I looked it up and I'm like looking and there's like Mara from both like Glow's Review and everyone else I know was like three stars and under. And I was like, huh. Yeah. We somehow got an amazing adaptation out of a very mediocre book. Yeah. Which I feels mean, like it doesn't line up for me. No. I just think it's interesting. Yeah, like Mara's review is not very good. Like, it. oh my gosh, like some of these reviews, like somebody I follow They're wrote, nice. this book is like if a 13-year-old wrote an entire novel made entirely of dialogue, their guessing would have been used in 1800s London. <laughs> I am just so surprised at how oh my God. much people did not. I mean, and I don't I don't feel like I see Mara two-star books that I look at very often. So I was like, dang. Yeah. Well, she was two and a half. It was two and and a half. Bingeable. 
similar to fanfic in structure and tone, but a lot lacking in character development, plot pacing, and consistency in voice. And obviously historical accuracy is not there. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't really care about historical accuracy, but I think didn't really sell it. Someone else was like, so much telling, didn't like the writing, but I could see this being adapted into a screenplay. <laughs> so, I mean, like, you know. Uh, someone else said this is a fantastic study on how not to write a Regency romance. <laughs> yeah, like, I, there's not... Apparently it's got... People are like, how is this language. being made into a film? This is one of the worst romance novels I've read. <laughs> no. <laughs> My favorite is there another review is why do so many things happen before they can resolve this? Uh, I, was like, yeah, I mean, accurate, but also it's just funny. Yeah, A lot of people did not yeah. like this. Yeah. Like, it's really not good reviews. But the film... Yeah, well, it's this great. Is the thing. I, I mean, I feel like if you if you're interested in it, go watch the movie. Just go watch the movie. The don't read the book. Um, I I put the book on hold in the library, but I don't think I'm gonna read it. No, the, I'll the rewatch the movie the though. The movie, like, the movie is great. The movie's going into my rotation. That when I put just a random thing on the TV. Yeah, it's it's just also beautiful. I love so all the costumes cool. and yeah, it was good. <sighs> It was just delightful. It was All the delightful. Yep, it was what I wanted. Historical movies. Are there any others coming out? I don't know. Maybe. That would be great. I'm Googling. I'm a little bummed that they didn't do a better persuasion adaptation because I, I could have been excited for it. But then I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, God, no, I can't. I can't watch this. I literally didn't even watch the trailer. <laughs> I saw that. Terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Like, you should watch. No, you should watch the trailer, though. It's really. It's so funny. before the trailer even came across my feed in any way, mm -hmm. all I had was everyone talking about how bad it is. So I was just like, okay. You should you should watch the trailer. It's pretty funny, actually. It's. I was like, what are they doing? We got bros coming out. That's the gay rom-com. That's not historical. No, I know. I just googled what's coming out and that came okay. up on the list. I don't think we have any more historicals coming. Alas. I know. This is sad. It is. There's I a, love historicals. Perry Styles apparently in October is called My Policeman. Hmm. It's a gay romance also and it's set in England in the 50s. We're getting a lot of gay romances. I know. I was like, well, okay, between that and bros, what is going on? Yeah, well, and uh, Our Flag Means Death is having a moment. Oh, yes, it's so good, though. Um, maybe the gay romance spike will lead us into a sapphic romance spike. We've seen it in books. So. Maybe we'll start getting it. Like, I feel like film adaptations are, like, always behind books a little bit. Mm -hmm. in what's popular sapphic is having a big boom in books right now so i'm hoping in a couple years we'll start to see you know i would love i mean we did have i haven't watched it the lady portrait on fire whatever movie oh was that's true yeah but i don't think it's and a romance Colette, that's true they're not romances but, no, but i would i was we so. are getting more like sapphic historicals which i'm i appreciate yeah i would like to see more give us more more actual romances. Like, I would love to see, like, if they did, like, Ladies Guide to Celestial Mechanics as a movie, oh like, God, can you imagine? Die. I would die. Would so I feel like good. it would have really lush, like, rooms on set mm -hmm. and stuff. Oh. 
that would be so like it good. would be just really like rich fabrics and colors and it would be beautiful yeah and that one i feel like they could do like smash some of the books together into one movie almost and have multiple romances even honestly i mean all three of the <laughs> Of the books from our last episode where we had Adriana Herrera, mm-hmm. Olivia Way, Erica Ridley, like and all of their books would be excellent adapted. Yes. I would see them in a heart. Yeah. That would, that would be, be amazing. Amazing. I, I just like that. I really just would love to see more of the things on my like shelves that are historicals and, and general romances adapted at this point. It doesn't make sense how much like YA and other genres get picked up for rights that we don't see done the same in romance yeah i mean because people will show up for it i think we're starting to see a shift a little bit like i know um kennedy ryan has something in Mm -hmm. process yeah and yes she does like a couple things so listen give me my live action ice barbarians (laughs) we demand it (laughs) that would be a time (laughs) i just like I'm just imagining going to the theater at the preview starts, and we're all like, oh, God, we're going to have to explain oh this to people. We're going to have to explain oh, this to people. Okay. You know what would also make a great Netflix series? Hmm. The Reluctant Royals by Alyssa Cole. Yes. Like, you could do a Absolutely. whole, like, seasons of it. Oh, it would be so good. It would be so beautiful. It would beautiful. be amazing. Mm. oh i want it so, i want Elizabeth i Williams want it so, so much bad. i just like i want all the the all of the romance and the diverse romance adaptations of these things because they could be so good yeah i mean we're supposed to get the akatar show right yeah wherever whoever that's gonna be Hulu? maybe maybe i don't know i feel like them and like peacock are picking everything up i thought it was hulu but i, don't I heard know. sarah J. mass moved out to california to be like a producer on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Hulu. I was right. Okay. I don't have Hulu. And it's but... from the um, Outlander showrunner. We'll see. We'll see what they do. I think, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. I'm definitely curious to see how this plays out, you know, over the next couple of years. If like Bridgerton and all that is going to give us like that boom of more goodness being adapted i i really hope so. that is that is the goal or this yeah. you know take a take a book that not everybody loved and make a great movie i'm here for it mm-hmm. like i'm fine with that yeah i mean honestly i just think it's it's so interesting you know, that the book wasn't very good for the love of god make a beverly jenkins one yes like come on Let's like the give us some West like really Western big. romances. You can get some like you know hot guys and cowboy hats, and <laughs> it's gonna be good. What we need, it's exactly what we, what need, we need to heal as a nation. Yes. <laughs> uh, I want it all. I want to see it all adapted, and who knows? Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll get some of it. But I guess I maybe I will title this Mr. Malcolm's list mm-hmm. and romance adaptations yeah probably <laughs> something like that we just we went everywhere it's fine we, we kind of went everywhere it's fine it's fine it happens well part of the problem is is it's not super fresh either because we were gonna well, record and hard. then i got covid and so mm-hmm. a week later we're recording also don't want to fully spoil the movie yet mm-hmm. i feel like right i mean we spoiled a pretty good chunk of it but we didn't like fully spoil it i feel like mm-hmm. so yeah because it was a nice 
it was a good reveal. It the was end. good. It was good. I loved it. So go see it. If you haven't yet, we recommend. So we're going to move into On My Radar, where we're going to share recent and upcoming book releases in sci-fi, fantasy, and romance we're excited about. And the books for today's episode will be mostly released between August 9th and August 22nd, 2022. Izzy might have some things. All of mine are August 23rd. That'll all work. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> but first, if you enjoy the podcast, we would appreciate if you take a moment to rate and review us so we can continue to reach more listeners. And if you're interested in getting early access to episodes, as well as exclusive bonus content with every episode, which is always fun, consider supporting us on Patreon. Huge thanks to all of our supporting patrons, including our world-expanding patron, Sarah. You all make what we do possible. So thank you for your support. And uh, I've got three books this time and they are all fantasy so i don't know what I you have, have three romances that all come out august 23rd somehow i literally awesome. i was like let me go look at the dates and i was like oh 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 <laughs> how i manage that i don't know i just grabbed perfect okay well we can just alternate okay so the first one i have and i guess actually all of mine are sequels oh interesting that i'm excited about yeah the first one is Blood Like Fate by Lizelle Sambury. This is the sequel to Blood Like Magic, which was her debut. I loved it. I don't know that I got the attention it should have gotten. It's a sci fantasy set in Toronto with a black girl witch character, but it's set in the near future. It's got sci-fi elements to it. And it was it was great. Book one, the premise is basically that to become a full-blooded witch she has to complete a task and the task she's given is to kill her first love. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. I think I remember, I remember when you read this last year and I was like, I think it was last year. It's I great. We actually, actually I had her on the podcast to okay. talk about it. So I will on YouTube, at least I'll, I'll link that episode. And if people want to hear her talk about it, it was great talking to her about That's it. That's also probably why I know it. <laughs> but I was like, yeah. I remember you talking about it. And I was like, Oh, I need yeah. to and As I always think with my ways, it never happens. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just a duology. So I'm okay, excited well, to read that one. Then. I will mm -hmm. have to see what library has it. Yeah. I have Scandalized by Ivy Owens. I heard about this on Faded Mates, I believe. Like somebody had an arc on there. Uh, and it's a one-night stand between two childhood friends. One of them is on a deadline working on a story that could like make their career, right? They're an investigative journalist. Uh, they get stuck in an airport overnight and a familiar face appears, which is the older brother of their childhood friend and offers help and they hook up. He also happens to be the person she is doing her investigative journalism on, Ooh. but she doesn't realize it's him. Oh, cause like she, he doesn't, right. I think, you know, he's like grown up yeah. and she doesn't realize that's what he looks yeah. like as an adult. Um, and he's like, I don't remember what he does. I think he might be a celebrity or something. Uh, but yeah, it just sounded really interesting, different. Mm. It's a really cute cover. It looks to be two Asian main characters, but I cannot confirm or deny. But it sounds freaking amazing. Uh, awesome. I requested an arc and didn't get it yet, but I was like, that's fine. I'm going to get it the day it comes out. So what's your awesome. next one? My next one's also coming out August 9th. It is Fury Song by Rosaria Munda. So this is the third book in the Fireborn series. And I've got to say, this is like one of the best YA fantasy series coming out right now, just in terms of quality. If you like political fantasy, it's so good. It's so smart. There are, are 
dragons. There's like tons of political intrigue. There are love triangles. There's drama, like really, really high quality, top notch YA fantasy. Um, there are people. There are people who I know who never read YA who have read the series and are into it. Okay. So yeah, it's really good. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen because there was a big cliffhanger at the end of book two. Interesting. Okay, so I'm glad I haven't read that yet because <laughs> there's a cliffhanger. Uh, my next August 23rd release is Ruby Fever by Alona Andrews. This is the third book in the second trilogy set for the uh, Baylor family. The first one follows Nevada and Matt Rogan. This one follows Catalina and Alessandro. And I just finally read the second book, which I'd held off on because I knew like it was going to end and I was going to be very mad that I had to wait two years. And I'm very excited to see where this goes. I don't want to give anything away, really. But I feel like if you like urban fantasies, you're okay with a slow burn and you aren't reading the Hidden Legacy trilogies, you're missing out. And you should fix that immediately because honestly... They're some of the funnest books I read. They have such great fun family and all there's tons of characters, but everyone's so unique that like you remember them for who they are. And like they pop up throughout the trilogy and it's just a really fun time. And the family, a lot of strong family connections, which is also fun. Like it's a mix of family, like that's blood and like their found family too, like all mm-hmm. mixing and you're just like oh, the best, just the absolute best. Um, so my last one is August 16th. It is the Oleander Sword by Tasha Suri. I will read anything by Tasha Suri. This is the sequel to The Jasmine Throne, which I love. It is epic political fantasy inspired by the history and mythology of uh, India. And it's also got a sapphic romance in it. It's not fantasy romance, but it has a sapphic romance. And I like uh, Jasmine Throne was so good. And I cannot wait to read book two. I need to read book one really badly. Um, all right, my last one is Heartbreaker by Sarah McLean. This is the second book in her uh, Hell's Bells series. Um, Sarah, for me, is one of my favorite historical authors. I absolutely love them. I'm very excited for this one because she is a princess of thieves, as they call it. Um, and her name is Adelaide Frampton. And she literally like will steal things from people. And her love interest is uh, a duke, a uh, duke of Claiborne. Obviously, probably, perhaps named after Kate Claiborne. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. They're friends. I think so. He has a really good reputation. <laughs> and he has a past he's hiding. And perhaps she's going to figure it all out. And they end up on the run, like, a journey across Britain to stop a wedding. So Interesting. I'm just expecting a lot of forced and close proximity uh, and tension. Yeah. Because she kind of doesn't care and he's kind of like you know trying to be very buttoned up and (laughs) not reveal things yeah that should be fun awesome so if you're interested in checking any of those out as always they will be listed and linked in the show notes or in the video description if you're watching us on youtube and this has been chapter three podcast we're your hosts bethany and izzy you can follow us on twitter instagram and tiktok at chapter three podcast and you can also find us on our individual youtube channels the next episode will be available in two weeks and we will be back with guests yeah we'll be back about That's right. Yeah. We'll be back with guests to talk about where to start with graphic novels and manga. So if you're intimidated by it, you're not always sure where to start. We're going to have some experts on to give us their best recommendations. So that should be fun. Uh, This episode's bonus content will be available to patrons in the next few days. Thanks for listening.